Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now, I've already shared with you the weird whispering of Joe Biden, and it's weird, and it's creepy, and it's strange. Now, the concept of whispering, right? You're giving a speech, and you lean in for a whisper. It's for effect. It can be used for comedic effect. It can be used for dramatic effect. I have done the same. I've just done it really well. Joe Biden, beyond, beyond beyond creepy and he looked just strange yesterday but as we discussed on the infrastructure package he went for a full-on screwing of the republican party and of america lied through his teeth and the republican party is going to have to look at the deal that they possibly made and be and say to themselves sorry this isn't going to happen because you can't be trusted but because they went to the table Knowing that they can't trust uh, the Progressive Party, yet trusting the Progressive Party, they're going to look bad. This is the Romney team. Oh, Romney and Murkowski, and they know how to work with people. These people don't want to work with you. In the end, they are all Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who said that when you take a look at this bipartisan infrastructure deal, it's racism, because everybody's white, and they're not really representing the communities that are being that are being impacted here a democrat referred to other democrats as racists and the democrats won't do anything about the democrat ocasio cortez now i use democrat progressive interchangeably uh, because it is what does mike walsh call it the permanent bipartisan fusion party something like that it's this idea that they are just this It doesn't matter what they say. They are this hard progressive party. They're a crime family masquerading as a political party. That's what they are. And when you have members calling other members racist, you won't have representative or the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, saying stop. She'll never say stop it. She's just going to give Ocasio-Cortez what she wants because she can't control her. Nobody's willing to say be quiet, child. You can't get anything done. All your ideas are garbage. The reason this infrastructure package does not work isn't because they're all white, you silly, silly person. It's because it isn't an actual deal. And I'll get back into that. We've been discussing it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Of course, the other big story was Kamala Harris going to the border, but she went to El Paso. She's hundreds of miles from the border, but there is a processing center there. Silly. The whole thing is just absolutely silly, and none of it had to be this way. The Obama administration failed from beginning to end, never mind on policy. But on on the the optics of not sending her, and now sending her looks like just a cheap ploy because Trump was going. And she doesn't even go to the actual border. It's, it's a mess. But I think the story that people are missing is this one about Biden's whispering. 
Biden's whispering is a weird, weird, weird bit of circumstance, a weird bit of of style. How weird? Harris Biden administration. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. But it is so. It's ridiculously so. Now to. to make this work for you I, I threw together a little montage of just some of this weird whispering that took place yesterday and people are, are right to focus on this because it was just odd man for a guy who who already has people questioning his mental capacity this did not help i got them 1.9 trillion dollars relief so far they're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. Sorry, that's weird. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't tell me that that's all surfaced up and it doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. He's the president of the United States, and I was told for four years there's a way to be presidential. This ain't it. He's an odd guy. He's also a partisan guy. He's a progressive. He was never a moderate. Called that from the very beginning. And most importantly... This is a guy with a tremendous amount of hate. That last part about pay them more came from this right here. Guess what? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? They're going to have to compete. This is scumbaggery. I don't know how else to say it. And I wish I had a better term. I wish I had at this moment the vocabulary to properly describe how vicious and evil I think this is. That the president of the United States would look at those who do the employing in the United States and say, too bad on you. Market forces my butt. It doesn't matter that we forced your business to close over COVID. It doesn't matter that we paid people to stay home. It doesn't matter that we're sending out checks for people who have kids, tax credits, that they actually see checks show up in the mailbox. Just lose out on more and go against the markets. Oh, well. And laugh while he's doing it. I wish I had the vocabulary that could explain the depths of the depravity of the man. The hatred and the vitriol he has for business owners in central Indiana and across the nation. For the pizza place, for the burger place, for the bar, for the hotels, 
for the managers and for the staff the hatred he has because it isn't about just the ownership. It's about all of the people who will be out of jobs when they can't pay more because the market doesn't allow it. For a guy who has never owned a business, as far as I know, never owned a business. He's been in government for 40 years, signing the backs of paychecks, not the fronts of paychecks. For him to attack the business world in this way, these business owners in this way, who have already suffered at his hand and the hand of liars like Dr. Anthony Fauci, to mock them. I will share this with my children as an example of evil, of hate, of a radicalness of ideology that removes, eliminates, scrubs away the humanity. How else do you describe it? How awful and terrible and miserable. The answer should be we need to get America back to work. And we need to make sure that Americans know that government is always, their government is always here for them, but their government is not there to provide for them. People must provide for themselves. They are resilient. Americans are capable of anything. Isn't that what Joe Biden always says? There's nothing we can't tackle as Americans if we work together. Except this. In this, just give the finger uh, to the business uh, owners. Tell them to screw off, to kiss off. Business people, shop owners, store owners, small business owners. F these people. He doesn't care about you. He told you he doesn't care about you. He laughed at your pain. Because when he says that, pay them more. Now you're the business owner who looks around and says, pay who more? For, for what? If I pay them more, I'm raising my prices by three bucks on every item. People won't come in. The market doesn't bring that for this type of business. If we are talking about the fact that you cannot find employees and you want to find employees, raising your wages will find you more people. This much is true. That is a rational look at the world that all business owners understand. But when you have a government that is working against you in the payment of people and in the subsidizing of people in their homes, the CDC just said that uh, the eviction moratorium goes through the end of July. I don't even know how the CDC can do these things. How is the CDC... Capable of doing uh, these things. How do they get to decide? It never, it never uh, sat right with me, and it still doesn't today. What is happening in, in America is a slow move towards France. Actually, a faster move than I like. In the end, the government gives you a little bit of this, government gives you a little bit of that, everything's fine. We go back to this very concept of the infrastructure bill, which is a joke and a mess. He creates this deal with, with Republicans on infrastructure. And then hours later says, oh, no, no, I need to see both bills at the same time or I'm not signing them. What are both bills? 
the infrastructure bill with Democrats and Republicans, and then the reconciliation bill, which will involve human infrastructure. That's the new buzzword. Human infrastructure doesn't exist, of course, but they have it as things like uh, long-term care and child care and things like that. More things that the government is going to pay for, a la from the taxpayer, and more things that will allow people not to go back to work, making it harder to find people. And his answer is, pay them more. He created the issue. Governments created the issue with shutdowns. Governors created the issues with shutdowns. It got exacerbated in January with further unemployment and benefit extensions. Into unreasonable times. And now gets added on to again as he starts talking human infrastructure, which isn't real. They made it up. And you're going to see every newscast out there just accept it. You've already got uh, MSNBC using it as a talking point. Like it's always been a thing. They will take that word, uh, human infrastructure, they will take it in a heartbeat. As if it's always existed. Oh, you didn't know about the human infrastructure? Oh, human infrastructure, very important. Oh, you got to have the human infrastructure. Human infrastructure, everybody. That's the key. Oh, that Joe Biden, he understands the importance of human infrastructure. Well, you can't really run a business. You can't really run a country without the human infrastructure. More government, more payments, less people in the markets, less jobs being filled, less opportunity for those business owners to grow. And also the employees to grow because they then gain skills that they can take with them to other jobs that pay more. Always gets forgotten in the shuffle what the business owner does for the employee. The opportunity to learn and then the employee gets to take those skills, transferable skills, to somewhere else for more dollars. The infrastructure bill is a mess. And of course Republicans shouldn't vote for it. Joe Biden lied to them. Played them. They got played by a guy who whispers and hates those people who are going out there trying to create something for themselves. But no, 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 no. We don't have any more mean tweets, so it's cool. I'm Tony Katz. So finally, we have someone speaking out against diversity. Finally, somebody willing to admit that diversity is a big nonsense joke. I can't believe you're applauding, Producer Ari. I'm definitely not. I can't believe you're applauding against diversity. You are just so evil. This is Jalen Rose, former basketball star, now a commentator with ESPN. And Jalen Rose is upset that Kevin Love made the U.S. Olympic team. Kevin Love plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love is white. And on his show, Jalen Rose said, and Jalen Rose is black, quote, Kevin Love is on the team because of tokenism. Don't be scared to make an all-black team representing the United States of America. I'm disappointed by that. Who cares about what you're disappointed by? Do you not understand what diversity is? Diversity is making sure you got a little something of everything. It doesn't matter if you win. It matters if you represent right. 
boards, uh, corporate boards in California are told they have to have a woman on, on the board and a this, that, and the other. doesn't matter whether they have any skill set. They have to have them, right? That's diversity. You don't believe in diversity? Oh, you believe in the meritocracy. We should actually put the best players out there to play for Team USA. Okay. I'm I'm normally with you, uh, but all we've been uh, inundated with is about diversity, diversity, diversity. And now that it comes to your doorstep, you're like, that's wrong. That's wrong. Now, maybe you don't like it's Kevin Love. It should be somebody else. Maybe. Maybe. But understand what you said. You told all the woke folk that diversity doesn't matter. Or maybe you understand what so many people have understood all along, that the whole conversation about diversity was nothing more than a lie. It was wokeism. It was wokeism to force other people's opportunities and to keep other people from their opportunities. That's all. Move some people up, move some other people down. That's, maybe that's the plan. Isn't that the desire of diversity? Just say so. That's exactly what you wanted from the very beginning because you didn't want this. We don't have an all-black team for the NBA. How about the fact that if you take a look at, at, the, at the team, you, you've got a, a large amount of black players on the team. Maybe there's not enough diversity in the NBA. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe what the NBA mean, needs is more white, Asian, and Hispanic players. And, and the rosters, all the teams should make room on their rosters. No, 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 no just, just fire three or four guys on, on each team and, uh, and, and, and do what's necessary for diversity. I mean, if we're going to have diversity, we got to have it, right? Very, very important that we actually have it. This conversation is going to happen a lot. It's going to happen in the way I just described it. That Jalen Rose doesn't understand that what he's arguing against is actually against what it is that we're told we're supposed to be for. This is what we're supposed to be for. Diversity, forced, because it's important. It's the only way we get better. And now you're against it. So you, Jalen Rose, are against diversity. What happens to you from the woke? See, this is the part people aren't going to get into. What will the woke say about you? How wrong you are to be opposed to diversity? Or are they going to go along and say that you're right and then can we ask is diversity a scam I'm Tony Katz I can still shut down the party I can hang with anybody I can drink whiskey and red wine The B word It's Bitcoin uh, The B word is Bitcoin Tony Katz, Tony Katz today It's good to be with you On July 21st It is a 
conference how institutions can embrace Bitcoin. Jack Dorsey is speaking. He, of course, is not only the CEO of Twitter, the CEO of Square. He has made some 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 money. Um, uh, Kathy Wood of Ark Invest is going to be there. Adam Adam Back of of Blockstream will be speaking as well. And according to Bob Sellers, Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk are going to have a discussion about Bitcoin during the event. Thus, it is going to be watched the world over. It's going to be watched everywhere. This, I think this is undeniable at this stage of the game. Even with all the problems that Bitcoin has been having, and these problems are not so much Bitcoin's doing as they are right now, China's doing, where China wants to put an end to Bitcoin mining because they don't want anything challenging their currencies. They don't want anything uh, uh, challenging, challenging the yuan. They don't want their people finding ways to uh, create that they don't have full control over. I still, I still feel very, very positive about the future of crypto, even though uh, I invested at all the wrong time in crypto. I mean, everything I own is down. Everything. So, yeah, but some people bought earlier than I did. That's true. But I've got a couple things that I feel good about, and I'm, I'm, I'm in for the for for the long. It's 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 not enough money to to make me lose the house, which I think is a very smart way to invest. <laughs> you think? I. This is exactly the reason I don't gamble, Ari. Exactly the reason I don't gamble. I'm going to be in Vegas in a couple weeks for a, a cigar conference. <gasps> Uh, it is going to be so fantastic. Uh, for, for Eat, Drink, Smoke, you guys know I do a sp- show about bourbon and cigars called Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You can get the podcast. It's free. Uh, fantastic. I absolutely love it. We're on 65 radio stations plus across the country, and uh, it, it, it's growing. And I actually had somebody just reach out to me. I'm not going to say who they are. It's an online retailer of cigars, and I'm very, very partial very partial to buying in the retail shops. Really matters to me quite a bit. I like to support retail. But it, I have before bought uh, online. Well, somebody just connected with me, and I'm taking a look at at, at, at place they work and what they have on clearance. Yeah, there's some seriously good deals. Not just good, like seriously good deals. Where you're like, oh my, I I may have to, I mean, if a cigar is normally 20 bucks a stick and you can get it for twelve seventy five a stick, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. You, you, you can't deny it. But I really do try to buy uh, from, from the local places. It's extremely important. So I'm going to be out in Vegas for this, this, this convention of, of manufacturers. It's not open to the public. It's, it's just not that kind of thing. And I'm not going to gamble at all. Because I know that if I gamble, I'm going to gamble. I, know, I knew from an early age that I liked gambling. Like, liked it, liked it. Like, like I, I, I probably shouldn't like it this much. But I know I like it, like it. And so I stay away from it. Uh, you know, in, in the main. Will I engage in a game of poker with friends? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, positively. Have I gone to Vegas, and will I uh, uh, play a hand to blackjack? Absolutely. But I play a hand, and I walk, and I it just it, I I immediately feel like oh this is going to go bad, and I I am fortunate to feel like I've got the the, the strength that I certainly always have to to walk away. I think it's very different than people who have what what would I guess would be described as a real gambling problem. Yeah, I mean what you're describing like is true discipline, like the ability to recognize your own internal emotions, and have the will to do one thing. Like, you're in good shape, homie. Okay, I think that's actually a really good way to put it, right? A control of the emotions. I, I recognize this thing about me. I think that's the thing about addiction, whether it's drinking or whether it's it's gambling or, or these other things. And I and I do believe, don't get me wrong, I do believe they are actual addictions. It's just something, something in the brain moves in, in, a, in, a, in a different way. I've often said, I've used this expression before, and people have looked at me askew, but I think that after they think about it for a while, they get where I'm coming from. Everybody has a fetish. Some of them are acceptable and some of them aren't. That's just the way it is. Everybody's got a something, a quirk and a tick, I call it a fetish, whatever you want to say, and a, a, a predilection of one thing, a fear of another thing, a desire for something else, and some of them are totally normal and rational. People who run are in very, very good shape. But the reason they run, like they go out for a run, is because they have to go running. Thus, they're in good shape. You can make the argument that they're in good shape because they run, but I believe the other part of it is more of the driver for the main people feel the need to get out there and go running. And because they have this need, this compulsion, this desire, this want, they are therefore in good shape. It is the fetish first. Maybe it's the word fetish that kind of gets people to go, ooh, you know, they think of leather and the gimp box, which, by the way, also totally fine with. As long as you're consenting adults, you, you, you be you. The safe word is watermelon. You do your thing. But I think that when, it, when, it, when they talk about, for example, those people who, who, who run or, or people who, who work out, they, 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 are, they are moved by it. They have to do it. And thus that they have to do it, they are in good shape. Now, they can have other underlying health issues. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it as, as I think it plays out. So I don't gamble. And thus I spent the money on uh, the crypto to a point I felt comfortable and I have not done, even with the dips where I'm like, I should really buy more. I've questioned and I've held off and there's a possibility I'll say, okay, I think there's an opportunity here, here, here. And then you, you, know, you bring down, what is, the, what is the stock term for that? There's gotta be one, Ari. Hold on for dear life? No, no, that, that's a hodler. H-O-D-L. Whenever you see H-O-D-L, it's hold on for dear life. But when you you bought a stock at X, and let's say it loses 15%, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy more now, so it changes what my what my price is, if you will. Hedging what, your bets? Is, is that what you would refer to it as? He- hedging your bets? I hedging. thought it was a terminology. I mean, hedging. Doubling down, I guess. Okay. Oh, well, doubling down is different, but I guess hedging. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll call it that. We will call it that. This brings us to Vice President Mike Pence. And I got to admit, I'm tired of people 
This is a tweet from Emerald Robinson over at Newsmax. So Mike Pence is still whining about January 6th like he's Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, and that's all you really need to know about Mike Pence. This is just wrong. It's wrong. Mike Pence speaking at the Reagan Library. He's there, the Simi Valley. You've never been to the Reagan Library. It is gorgeous. Spectacular view. Ronald Reagan is buried there with a view out over the valley and into the Pacific. It's gorgeous. There is Air Force One hanging inside this giant dome where they have events. I have been on that plane. I have been at events sitting at tables underneath that plane. It's spectacular. Really is. You got to go check it out. He's um, speaking, and he's discussing the fact now that there now there are those in our party who believe that in my position as presiding officer over the joint session that I possess the authority to reject or return electoral votes certified by the states, but the Constitution provides the vice president with no such authority before the joint session of Congress, and the truth is. There's almost no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. He then went on to say that he'll always be proud that we did our part on that tragic day to reconvene the Congress and fulfill our duty under the Constitution and the laws of the United States. Clearly, he is making separation from Trump in that regard. And I don't say that he's not. I, I, I clearly say that he is. I would uh, love to speak to him to understand how he refers to it as tragic day. And maybe there's another use of word that, that would be better. But he is making his case to the Republican Party of why he did what he did, and he is not what he is being called, which is a traitor. And now I've got people upset with him because he's fighting back against people who are punching him in the face. This is Mike Pence learning from Donald Trump. He's taking control of the conversation. This is what they say, but here's the reality. Now, he does it in Pence style. And Pence style is a very, very methodical style. He's also uh, has said at this uh, event, now I understand the disappointment many feel about the last election. I can relate. I was on the ballot. But you know there's more at stake than our party and our political fortunes in this moment. Over 800 people showed up to the event. I got to tell you that he is going to continue working this angle, it certainly seems to me, and keep working on a reestablishment of his place within the Republican Party. I don't think he's going to ever be a serious contender for the presidency. And so we're clear it has to be understood that I said so on this program maybe four years ago. I was here. Producer Ari, I think you were here. I was. I, it was, it was uh, three and a half, four years ago. I said it then. Mike Pence should not run for president. 
Mike Pence has a, a role to play in this party. Mike Pence can be, for this party, the last or the first new statesman. Mike Pence is Secretary of State. Mike Pence in 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 those kinds of roles. Mike Pence, uh, to an extent, uh, a kingmaker in working actual Republican politics and getting people funded and elected. You disagree with him on this thing. There's nothing else you disagree with Mike Pence on. What? What? He's not pro-life enough for you. That's why commentaries like Emeralds, I, I just simply disagree with because it is not a smart view of the situation. It's an impassioned view of the situation. She can be wholly pissed at Mike Pence. I'm not telling her not to be. I think she is wrong for being so. But Pence's role to play will not involve the presidency. That requires a different skill set that has passed him by. The fighter necessary to be the president is not what he can do. Because Mike Pence cannot gather, he cannot gather the forces to get him elected. He simply cannot do it. He has no way of doing it, no capacity to do such a thing. He never will. That's over. But no matter what anybody may think of him, he isn't going to embarrass whoever the president is as Secretary of State or in any other position like it. He just won't. It's not his style. You go back to Mike Pence as a member of Congress, he was very, very good at absorbing what the other people around him were doing and how they were acting and how they were thinking. It's when he was governor of Indiana where he had to be the sole leader that people felt that he faltered. And he was a, he was a fine governor. He wasn't exemplary. I'm not mad at the dude. I like the dude. He's been very, very nice to me. I have given him straight answers to questions. It has always been direct and focused. When he was governor of Indiana, he would come on the shows. I've spoken to him. I've shared donuts with the man. I've had private meetings with the man. I, I, I will tell you that many people know him far better than me. I'm not making any claim to having a detailed relationship with the former vice president. What I'm saying is, he does not have the skill set that will lend itself to the presidency in today's day and age. But he has a lot of skills and a lot of, of needed skills that the party can use and utilize. And there is still a wing of the party that is well-financed that he can tap into and help other people get elected. So let's not be throwing people away and dismissing them because they actually couldn't do what you wanted them to do no matter how badly you wanted them to do it. Let's not be fools. Pence is going to keep this up for a while. The book's going to come out and then he's going to start working on Joe Biden overtime. That's how it's going to go down and he's going to do it in the guise of what's best for America. Just wait for it. It's coming. I'm Tony Katz. 
so you have Kamala Harris going to the border. Oh, no, it all went well. How did you decide that right now was the right time to make your first trip to the border? Well, it's not my first trip. I've been to the border many times. As the person in charge of the response. So the important aspect of this visit is leading this visit after the work that we did in Guatemala and Mexico. Because as I've long said, I said back in March I was going to come to the border, so this is not a new plan. Ah, uh, she's spinning like you wouldn't believe. That was Peter Ducey asking the question. You're at the border now because Trump was going. You lost an optics battle that you never even had to fight. Isn't that the craziest part? The Biden administration didn't need this headache. You go in March, you go again in May. You, you, you stop these people from yelling at you. Now, they'd be saying, why haven't you done anything? But they're going to say that anyway. You gave them the story, and you can't even believe that they're asking you about it. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get everything. Monday, everyone. Take care.